0: If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Today on the Indo Daily, the 40 year old cold case of the Kerry babies. I am the Kerry baby, baptized on the 14th of the 4th, 1984. Named John, I forgive. These are the words inscribed on the grave of a murdered infant discovered on a beach in County Kerry almost 40 years ago.
0: The story began at Caharsayveen in mid-April last year. Here at the White Strand, a jogger found the body of a baby boy wedged between the rocks. The infant had 28 stab wounds.
1: What became known as the Kerry Babies case put one local woman, Joanne Hayes, through unspeakable trauma over decades.
0: After many hours of questioning, Joanne made a statement confessing to stabbing the baby after she had given birth in the house. She said she killed the child because her lover, Jeremiah Locke, would not leave his wife and run away with her.
1: She was first charged with murder, formally charged, then proven innocent, but the damage was done and the social implications of that case scarred the nation.
0: Joanne Hayes was cross-examined about intimate details of her private life. She broke down several times during her five days in the box and had to receive medical help. Flowers and well-wishes poured in. Women's groups became particularly annoyed. And one day, the judge had to be escorted as he left the hearing.
1: Now a man in his 60s and a woman in her 50s have been arrested on suspicion of the murder of baby John. I'm Siobhan McGuire and on today's extra episode of the Indo-Daily I'm joined by Irish Independence political correspondent John Downing to take a historic look back on this case and ask if justice for baby John is finally on the cards. John, this case scandalised Ireland. It trampled all over uh, Joanne Hayes and her family. So can you take us back to April 1984 and that beach in Car and what happened?
2: On the 14th of April 1984, the body of a baby boy, as uh, 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 an, an infant, was found on the White Strand just outside the town of Caharsayveen, 40 miles from Killarney. Uh, the, the poor child had, the, the infant had 28 stab wounds. He later became known as Baby John. We'd, we don't know, what was the poor child, was the poor baby, you know, thrown into the sea and later washed up on the strand or how or, you know, what or when. But it dislodged a whole series of events. Um, the, guard, the guard, the the murder squad, descended upon it from Dublin. They were led by a rather infamous character, as, as it later turned out, Superintendent John Courtney. John Courtney was himself a Kerry man. Many of his colleagues were native of Kerry.
1: So the Garda descend on Kerry, uh, both local Garda and and Garda from Dublin, and they turned their attentions very quickly. I might add to a local woman, Joanne Hayes. John, why did she become the focus of Garda attention?
2: Joanne Hayes uh, lived in a place called Abbey Dorney. Uh, In in North Kerry, she was a receptionist in a sports centre in a very new, snazzy sports centre in Tralee. She had had a child out of wedlock. Uh, Her lover was was a a man called a married man called Jeremiah Locke from near Tralee. Uh, She she had a a baby daughter who was by then in you know a young a young toddler and uh, then she had a second child in Tralee hospital she was she had been admitted to Tralee hospital with what had been suspected to be a miscarriage it turned out in fact she had had a child who uh, died and was buried on the family's small farm uh, near abbey dorney
1: and the title of unmarried mother back in the 80s was such a dirty word john you know we had the priest uh we had the pope visit in 1979 for example to to put the country in context homosexuality was illegal uh the abortion referendum in 1983 uh completely thrown out the window and contraception was still only available on prescription
2: uh, all of that completely true. It's in another Ireland. I mean, I, when I tr- I tried to think about it, I was a young reporter on the Kerryman newspaper based in Killarney. I the, One of the first people to write about this is is a, a man now very well, a household name in Ireland, Des Cattle. Uh, Des was was my predecessor in the Kerryman in Killarney. He, he had written about it when the baby was found. In the summer of 1984, I moved to Killarney to work for the Kerryman. Uh, then, as now, the, the premier Kerry paper and one of the biggest uh, uh, regional papers in Ireland. Uh, I was delighted with myself, but it was another world. I mean, I spent a lot of time writing about the bishop uh, the Bishop of Kerry left, uh, Dr. McNamara. He became the Archbishop of Dublin. Then there were other bishops. There was a new Bishop of Kerry, uh, followed by the diocesan secretary in Kerry being becoming the Archbishop of Cashel and so on. As you say, no divorce, no gay rights. Six months prior to the uh, discovery of that child, Ireland had uh, overwhelmingly voted for a constitutional ban uh, on uh, on abortion. 2 years after the discovery of that child in in the summer of 1986 Ireland voted by 2 to 1 against the idea of divorce. As you said in 1979 half of Kerry Decamped to Limerick to see Pope John Paul at Green Park Racecourse in Limerick. Uh, the, a day or two later, three quarters of a million people flocked to the Phoenix Park to see and hear Pope John Paul. It was a very, very different world. Hard to conjure up now, hard to describe to people. It was a, it was a time where senior Guardi had ferocious power. And they were seen to be hand in glove with senior clerics.
1: And so they have Joanne Hayes and she does sign. What did they write and why was she forced to sign, John?
0: On the night of May the 1st, Joanne was charged with murder. Her sister, brothers and aunt were charged with concealment of birth.
2: It is, to this day, completely uh, inexplicable. The uh, government at the time was headed, by the way, by Gareth Fitzgerald, who was on a a constitutional crusade to change Ireland into a liberal and pluralist society. His Minister for Justice was Michael Noonan. Uh, Eventually, under ferocious pressure, he agreed to set up a tribunal. And the... Idea of that tribunal was to explain this extraordinary story: why Joanne Hayes and various members of her family, and she was arrested and taken into custody uh, in May 1984, and um, she, she and her brother, her brother Ned, and, and and other members of the family made the most extraordinary and detailed confessions about things they absolutely never did, were never within a NASA's roar of doing. For example, Ned was supposed to have driven uh, across the Dingle Peninsula close to Sleigh Head and thrown uh, the baby's corpse in in uh, contained sealed in a fertilizer bag into the sea and the guard the garters theory was that this baby thrown off sleigh head on the dingle peninsula was washed across the bay and eventually wound up uh, out, uh, on the strand outside carizing uh Joanne hayes made detailed confessions about how how she uh, had killed the child and and concealed the birth and and it goes on it was absolutely flabbergasting My first real knowledge of it was being in Tralee. I was in Jess McCarthy's pub in Tralee having a pint and in came these people to say that all charges, this was October 1984, I was only weeks in Kerry, that all charges against Joanne Hayes and her family were being dropped. And... uh, you know, I mean, this this was the extraordinary thing that Joanne Hayes, the story was broken uh, that Sunday, by the Sunday Independent. Uh, but Joanne Hayes had told the Gardaí she gave a birth to a child called Shane, who was stillborn or died shortly after birth, uh, was buried and was buried on the family farm around the same time as uh, the the. Poor baby, baby John, as we now call him, the body was found on the White Strand in Carrissaveen. Now, Shane, the baby Shane's remains were located where where she had actually said.
1: And and even after baby Shane's remains were located, John, the Garda decided to take another twist and turn in the story that, uh, you know, the only possible reason for a a second baby in the equation was that Joanne must have given birth to twins.
0: The body of a baby she admitted having was subsequently found on the family farm. It was then suggested that she might have had twins, but medical evidence revealed different blood groupings and the charge was dropped.
2: This morning, I heard the this word that I haven't heard in so many decades but I knew immediately the, the discussion was the overheard discussion was about uh, the Kerry Babies case because the word is super fecundation uh, an extraordinary idea that a woman can be impregnated uh, by two different men and uh, at m- much the same time and eventually give birth to two babies who are basically gonna not twins super fecundation has a a, a, a higher improbability rate than you are I winning the lotto euro millions it is extraordinary out there rarer than white blackbirds or anything else you can think of. It was the most extraordinary theory. The tribunal which began in, in um in 1985 uh, by the way Joanne Hayes was was 25 years old at the time. Uh, she went into the I remember being at very many of the hearings in Tralee. Uh, she was Publicly cross examined over five days. Now, remember, this tribunal ran for a total of 82 days. Five days, 14 hours. She was cross questioned and basically sub- uh, subjected to what was nothing short of trial by ordeal. Some people were later to liken it to um, the Salem witch trials. Um, It was a particularly aggressive uh, senior counsel representing the Gardaí, Martin Kennedy. Uh, Joanne Hayes was at times over a total of 14 hours of uh, cross-examination. She was physically ill. A doctor had to be called. It was unbelievable. It was among the more brutal things I have ever seen or encountered.
1: There is this really powerful clip from uh, Nell McCafferty. Uh, she attended the tribunal, John, and she states how she was shocked at how Joanne was treated uh, during the court case and that in one instance, you know, she she couldn't even stand up and she could see her head kind of nodding down because she was so heavily sedated. Uh, it was so wrong, so wrong. And she was so sick on the stand that she had to be sedated. The judge ordered her to be sedated. We heard her out in the corridor retching and crying. She was brought in sedated, so heavily sedated, that her head kept bobbing off the microphone. And I, I blame myself here. I sometimes think, why didn't I stand up and say this is illegal? And I didn't, I was intimidated like everybody else. And the judge then advised Joan's friends to bring her home to sleep in their house that night because he thought she was suicidal. Yeah. That was a curly baby's case.
2: It was extraordinary. And uh, then as now, but more as as I get older and reflect back on what happened, Siobhan, I, I, I realise, you know, the, 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 the crime... The Hayes family committed was the crime of being poor, being poor and put upon. They had no one to talk to them, for them. Bar, bar, one, one great man, uh, in, in Pat Mann, a solicitor in Tralee, who was young, native of Abbey Field, County Limerick, a long, long time in uh, working in Tralee now. He fought very hard. Pat Mann, the solicitor, fought very hard for them. And uh, if it wasn't for him, uh, you know, God only knows. But those poor people suffered and they had to wait, you know, 34 years before any real attempt was made to to right the wrong. They got a public apology. Eventually, they got some compensation, but they got a public apology in 2018.
1: John, I can hear the emotion in your voice. You covered the tribunal. Yeah.
2: Yes, it is is a very difficult memory. And I suppose, you know, part of the emotion comes from the fact that uh, I was, well, I was a young journalist, uh, you know, a young person, but also not very experienced journalist. But we all should have spoken out.
1: We look back now on on what happened, Joanne, and it's very easy for for people who didn't live through this to say, "Why didn't we speak out?" Again, we go back to that stigma of the the unmarried mother, the single mother who never married. You know, the filthy woman.
2: Yes, absolutely, uh, beyond the pale, uh, not entitled to any rights because she had erred and uh, an errant woman and. Um, That, you know, unmarried and uh, she was seen to be, you know, sexually, uh, um, you know, loose in in her morals and all that sort of stuff. It was an era when you did what you were told and anything that you were doing, particularly in the line of sexuality, was was, uh, clandestine. Secret. It's not as if people people were people and they behaved accordingly, and they made their arrangements. I mean, you, you cited earlier, Siobhan, you know the theory was in law that uh, to avail of contraception you had to have a marriage a marriage cert and a doctor's prescription. Reality was people were making their arrangements, but. Poorer people, and particularly less well-informed and educated people, and uh, living in remote, more remote areas, didn't really have that that kind of leeway. So it was a very, very unequal place to be at the time. And as I say, the basis crime, uh, it, quote unquote, was that they were poor, that they were rural, that they that they came from a place that that was, you know, one of the more remote places in Ireland.
1: In October 1985, uh, John, the Tribunal of Inquiry finds that um, the Gardaí were quite wrong in their assumption uh, that Joanne Hayes was responsible for the murder of this child. The findings were extremely critical.
2: Well, they were and they weren't, you know, because uh, how? I mean, it fudged the core issue. How did these people? How did the Hayes family make these very detailed uh, statements? And and um, you know, basically, the only real answer is they made those statements because the guards made them up, and coerced them into uh, acquiescing and accepting that the, this was a version of reality.
1: Two more detectives from Dublin came in and uh, they were roaring shouting and one was slapping across the face twice. and um, I was crying the whole time. They really frightened me.
2: Mr Justice Kevin Lynch, who who uh, chaired the tribunal, his report, basically he, he spoke of the the "Quote unquote gilding the lily," now, gilding the lily, which is kind of putting best foot forward and, and uh, you know, uh, bigging up their case, as we would say these days. Well, uh, was you know some distance from just making stuff up from the ground up. Um, he also noted that. The likelihood was that because of their their guilt in uh, the the case of, of the baby Shane, the, the own their Joanne his own child, that the, the death of that child, guilt surrounding that, led them to make uh, certain admissions, which you know they they uh, under pressure from the guardie. But I mean, it was. Something of a whitewash, to my uh, recollection, and further infuriated people. Um, Kevin Lynch was was known to be a decent person, but he was very much an establishment judge uh, of his time.
1: Joanne eventually, eventually, John, got uh, a state apology in 2018. Um, she was very badly treated, um, Leo Vradker Taoiseach said at the time, and is reopened a new investigation into the killing of baby John. Around that time
0: in September 2018 as well, the remains of baby John uh, were exhumed from Holy Cross Cemetery in Carrasivine. Uh, they were brought to... The Morgue at University Hospital Kerry, and samples were taken from uh, the remains to obtain a full DNA profile for use in the Garda investigation.
1: Which brings us to now, Um, we have uh, these two arrests on the suspicion of murder of little baby John.
2: Yes, and it's based on, on new forensics and different developments in the interim in forensic science and. You know, there there is a, a new case in 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 train, and you know, uh, more generally, one should never comment on on a case that's in train and uh, subject of arrests and so on. But given what we've gone through on this one, we really should not get involved, except to note that uh, this is of huge interest and it has implications for other so-called cold cases, other mysterious, you know, disappearances and deaths and so on, uh, which which we would hope, you know, eventually. Uh, justice delayed is justice denied, but even delayed justice is, is ultimately better than no justice.
1: My thanks to John Downing for joining me today. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and today's extra episode of the Indo-Daily was produced by myself, researched by Tabitha Monahan, with sound by John Smith. Archive clips from RTE Archives, Morning Ireland on RTE Radio 1 and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo-Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.